Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. On Twitter, at Coach Jan Shaw. On Truth Social, Success Alchemist. And on Telegram, US, UK, Patriot. Today is the 29th of April, 2023. And the title of today's show is Fox Drops Tucker Carlson, World News, Biden Announces Run, Get Woke, Go Broke. And another action-packed week again. Um, I'm going to do kind of a summary at the end of what I think is going on overall here. You know, what the strategy is. And uh, obviously it's my speculation you might say but uh you know it's it's really about joining the dots in in seeing what's happening so i want to start first of all i know the big news if you like is uh tucker carlson being dropped from fox but i want to start with the world news from benjamin fulford i've been sharing that the last few weeks i think it gives us a good overview of what's happening around the world, not just in the US. So he's written, and of course, just a reminder that he does these reports or he puts out these reports on Monday each week. So obviously things have happened since then, but uh, I still think it's very much worthwhile to share it with you. So the title is U.S. and Russian Deep States Likely to be Taken Down in June Black Swan Event. The world is headed for a once in several thousand year historical anomaly. While this process will take years, a major inflection point is expected around June or July. Multiple sources agree. This is when the fall of the U.S. corporation and the Russian deep state are likely to coincide with the re-emergence of an Islamic caliphate and many other events. Let us start with the multiple news events pointing to the fall of the United States corporation. The most obvious confirmation something is not right is U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy saying, unfortunately, I have not heard from the White House since our very first meeting, February 1st. Biden has been missing in action and misleading the public. I met with President Biden at the White House on February 1st, 75 days ago. During our meeting, I told the president clearly, let's find a way to come to an agreement. Like we have before. Had the president agreed to negotiate in good faith, we'd already be done. Unfortunately, I have not heard from the White House since our very first meeting. President Biden has been missing in action and misleading the public. Mr. President, with all due respect, enough is enough of that sound it's a bit difficult when I'm trying to play it for you and pick it up over the mic um, anyway the article continues to understand just how fake the Biden show is check out the huge turnout for his bid for the presidency his 81 million supporters must be hiding somewhere behind those trees and I think this is a photo from his 2020 run and it's got him in, and the <clears throat> Secret Service people in masks and actually no supporters to be seen. Although, of course, we've seen the images of these circles spread out for his supporters. And, you know, there's maybe 20 people there and they're probably all reporters anyway. This so-called Biden is supposedly running even as multiple criminal investigations zero in on him. 
we know of at least eight Biden family members who have profited from human trafficking. It is gross and it is disgusting, says Representative Tim Burchett, Republican Tennessee, a Republican member of the House Oversight Committee. And then we have a statement from Marjorie Taylor Greene. We just uh, finished reviewing the financial records in the Treasury. Uh, what I saw was over 2,000 pages of jaw-dropping information. Uh, there's basically an enterprise wrapped around Joe Biden uh, involving not only multiple family members, more than we thought there were, but other people as well. Uh, just a complete conglomerate of LLC shell companies where money was passing through from foreign countries China, Ukraine, but many more countries than just those. There's a lot of information the American people deserve to know of the Biden family and the crimes they've been involved in. And the Oversight Committee has a much bigger investigation to do than we ever thought was possible. Um, I just saw evidence of human trafficking. Uh, this involved prostitutes, not only from here in the United States, but foreign countries like Russia and Ukraine. Uh, this is this is unbelievable that a president and a former vice president, uh, not only his son, Hunter Biden, but many more family members extending past Hunter Biden and his immediate family. And she ends by saying it's going to be a much, much bigger investigation than they ever thought it would be. Continuing on, this speech by Glenn Beck reflects the anger of Americans toward their criminal government. In it, he notes, no matter how many decades I expose people on Twitter and our website, they will get away with murder. And if you and I did a fraction of those things, we would be in jail. I'm not going to play this one for you. It's rather long. No wonder the people behind the fake Joe Biden have been hiding since the U.S. corporation went bankrupt and defaulted on its external debt on January 31st. This is being presented to the public as a deadlock over raising the U.S. debt ceiling. Other confirmation of bankruptcy came from Japanese diplomats who contacted us to say the World Bank and IMF just finished their big meeting in Washington where they were unable to provide any financing they promised to countries like Pakistan or Sri Lanka. They offered special drawing rights, but these turned out to be worthless, the sources say. MI6 confirms the IMF cannot cash their SDRs because the SDR, that's the special drawing rights, is simple back-to-back -back bookkeeping, so actual sovereign debt written against a non-existent currency. The non-existent currency they are referring to is US dollars newly printed by the Federal Reserve Bank. These are being quarantined from the ones being held by the rest of the world. Former IMF head and current European Central Bank head Christine Lagarde admitted in a speech the fragmentation of her rules-based world order under the hegemonic leadership of the United States can happen in two ways, gradually and then suddenly. In other words, she is hinting the slow fragmentation we have been seeing is about to head into a sudden collapse. That is why President Trump says this is the worst crisis in the history of our country. The United States may not survive. Another sign that something happened in February is that the money supply fell by 6.6% year on year for the biggest drop in at least 60 years. Note the 666 number hints this data is fake, but that something very bad is happening. And then he shows some charts showing... Um, the continuing run on all U.S. banks, indicating widespread fears of a financial system collapse. He says this is happening even as the Federal Reserve Bank, the FRB, pumps out record amounts of funny money, as this chart shows, and it's a huge increase. Clearly, they have lost trust or all this funny money will be showing up in bank deposits. Elon Musk, echoing many informed people, says given federal expenditures, it is a matter of when, not if, we default. As to the when, criminal fake U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the U.S. can keep going until June, possibly July, using extraordinary measures. This means stealing from pensions and Social Security, extorting from allies, etc.
The extortion may have even led to the murder of Mexican President Manuel Obrador, according to Mexican sources who contacted us just as this report was about to go live. They say he has cancelled all of his public appearances and that the Mexican presidential plane was sold to drug dealers from Tajikistan. I think that's how you pronounce it. Both the EU and Russia have demanded that Obrador meet their ambassadors, but he has not been able to see them, the sources add. These sources told us previously that Obrador was scheduled to have a secret meeting in Nicaragua with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. This came after Obrador on Tuesday accused the Pentagon of spying on his government following leaks in US media and said he would begin classifying information from the armed forces to protect national security. Now the official story being put out is that he tested positive for COVID-19 and is taking a few days off. This is going to be a very tense week and we will monitor the situation, the Mexican sources say. They sent this picture of what appeared to be his body and it looks like he's lying in a coffin. Regardless of what transpired in Mexico, the Khazarian Mafia is now lashing out in all directions. As MI6 notes, trapped rats bite hard. In addition to the usual attempts by the KM to murder all dissenting leaders, we are getting multiple threats of all-out nuclear war. Donald Trump has been repeating this, as have many others. We also have Warren Buffett selling his entire stake in Taiwan semiconductors because there is a danger of seismic activity. This sounds like a threat to the Chinese to destroy Taiwan with earthquake weapons unless they keep financing the US corporation. Somebody should remind them that if they destroy Taiwan, then Silicon Valley will be destroyed in retaliation. In any case, the troubles of the U.S. corporation or U.S. deep state are well known and are being extensively written about. What is less known is that a takedown of the Russian deep state is also imminent. Yevgeny Prigotsin, founder of the Russian military company Wagner, says a community of near-state elites that operate independently of the political leadership of the state is actively sabotaging the war effort in Ukraine. Now Russian FSB sources investigating the Sputnik vaccine in Russia have found out that Alexander Ginsburg, the man behind the effort to vaccinate all Russians, is a high-ranking KM agent. They say he is related to the Warburgs, Sassoons, Windsors, Bourbons and other European royalty. The same Russian sources who originally told us Sputnik was a Russian-developed traditional flu vaccine now say it is not. Investigators analysed orders for the vaccine and found 30 different contracts all led to a single supplier for dozens of millions of doses. The single supplier is not identified, but the FSB notes the vaccines were paid for using foreign currency. Incidentally, the FSB apparently is, the, is like this Russian secret service. They add the contracts all went through a Russian company known as Gamaleya, whose top management is of only Jewish descent. The FSB also confirms all vaccines, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna, Sputnik V, are made according to the same principle. They say they are DNA-altering vaccines intended to modify the genes of lower-class people. The Russians note experiments to find the God gene began in the 1970s and 80s, to control radical Muslim groups by removing the gene that made them believe in God. The aim was to make Muslims more obedient by cutting off their link to the Creator, they say. The KM is also to scare people into taking injections by creating the appearance of a pandemic by using a percentage of toxic vaccines. For example, data published in the European Journal of Clinical Investigation on March 30th in Denmark, shows 4.2% of a Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine batch accounted for 71% of suspected adverse events.
Yes, deaths will be part of the process, but who knows, maybe death is better than living as a DNA-modified, low-class, dumb slave, the FSB comments. The vaccines were also apparently intended to make it possible to control people via remote control. For confirmation, see this Pfizer patent granted in 2021 for cellular tower communication with graphene-injected humans worldwide. Pfizer patent 1110758B2. This Pfizer patent application was approved August 31st, 2021, and is the very first patent that shows up in a list of over 18,500 for the purpose of remote contact tracing of all vaccinated humans worldwide who will be or are now connected to the Internet of Things by a quantum link of pulsating microwave frequencies of 2.4 gigahertz or higher from cell towers and satellites directly to the graphene oxide held in the fatty tissues of all persons who've had the death shot. Not only that, the Russians are now warning that with the worldwide rejection of vaccination now underway, the KM has figured out a way to use milk to alter human DNA in a similar manner. They sent us a link to this scientific article claiming mRNA delivered by milk-derived exosomes can work as a new oral delivery system for mRNA. Polish intelligence sources also sent us many links indicating the KM is now trying to use the food supply to genetically alter us into a state of perpetual genetically determined slavery. Just as the KM in both Russia and the West are working together to alter our genes, they're also working together in Ukraine. As Robert F. Kennedy Jr. notes, they are killing the Ukrainians at an 8 to 1 ratio, what we are being told about this war is just not true. Well, it turns out the great Ukrainian hero Vladimir Zelensky and his government are Russian KM and their job is to slaughter as many non-Russian Ukrainians as possible. No sane leader would senselessly send his troops to be slain at an 8 to 1 ratio by a numerically superior opponent unless it was deliberate genocide. They are killing the men and enslaving the women and children. This is some of the stuff the Bidens have been involved in. That is why Wagner's Prigozhin says the Russian deep state is deliberately preventing the end of the war. They want to keep depopulating Ukraine in order to turn it into a homeland for the Khazarian Mafia. Russian patriots are now aware of this and are working with Western allies to end the senseless slaughter in Ukraine and come up with a new security arrangement for Europe that will make NATO obsolete. And there's a screenshot of a tweet from Donald Trump Jr. I know Ukraine is the new religion of the left, but it's not our problem and we shouldn't bankrupt our country and deplete our military to aid one of the most corrupt nations in the world. It may also restore the Soviet Union. In an interview with Swiss journalist Darius Roshbin, Chinese ambassador to France Lu Shei said that former Soviet countries have no effective status in international law. In international law, even these ex-Soviet Union countries do not have the effective status because there is no international agreement to materialize their status of a sovereign country. He denies the very existence of countries like Ukraine, Lithuania, Estonia, Kazakhstan, etc. Antoine Bondas, a China expert at the Paris-based think tank Foundation for Strategic Research, wrote on Twitter. In other words, all of these puppet states created as a part of the project to rebuild the Khazarian Empire may be dismantled. Israel, the other Khazarian state, is also facing an, an existential crisis. We are facing a new security era in which a real threat is possible from all sectors at the same time, Defence Minister Yoav Gallant explained Thursday. What he is referring to is the de facto re-establishment of an Islamic caliphate ranging from Pakistan to Morocco that is leaving Israel completely surrounded. As things stand, Turkey, Egypt, Iran, Saudi Arabia and most other Islamic countries are now unified. 
Now Sudan and Pakistan are also about to rejoin the Islamic fold. The KM-controlled heroin-dealing military government of Pakistan is fighting for its life. That is because, despite doing everything it was told by the IMF, it cannot get money to keep its economy going. After all, the IMF is bankrupt. So now the Pakistan military is threatening war with India to prevent an election that will put Imran Khan back in power and bring Pakistan into the caliphate. In Sudan, meanwhile, it looks like the Muslims are getting revenge against the West following their subjugation by Victorian troops in the late 19th century. What is happening there is that a KM-controlled resource-stealing mission known as the United Nations Integrated Transition Assistance Mission in Sudan, UNITAMS, is being attacked. UNITAMS, I'll call it, was using a transitional government to steal Sudan's rich endowment of natural resources, including natural gas, gold, silver, chromite, manganese, gypsum, mica, zinc, iron, lead, uranium, copper, kaolin, cobalt, granite, nickel, tin and aluminum. Now the U.S. Embassy in Sudan has been evacuated after warning American citizens to, quote, shelter in place until further notice, end quote. The alert said there was incomplete information about convoys traveling from the West African country's capital Khartoum to the coastal city of Port Sudan. The embassy is unable to assist convoys. Traveling in any convoys at your own risk, it added. The international airport in Khartoum is currently closed because of the fighting. As a CIA source comments, it looks like 16,000 American citizens have been abandoned in Sudan. Is this a replay of what happened in Afghanistan? France's foreign ministry said a rapid evacuation operation of diplomatic personnel and French citizens from Sudan was being coordinated with its European and allied partner nations. The Netherlands, Belgium, Norway and Germany said they were in the midst of multiple operations. Sudan is the third largest country in Africa, by the way. The Israel government, faced with a resurgent caliphate and knowing its traditional US backers going down the tubes, is asking China to intervene and negotiate a peace deal between it and its neighbours. Also, in an attempt to make peace with Iran, they invited Iranian Crown Prince Reza Pahlavi and his wife to Jerusalem. This shows us what is really going on between Israel and Iran. I don't see Netanyahu there, a Mossad source comments. Asian secret society sources say the Jews in Israel will be protected and liberated, but that their genocidal KM leadership will have to surrender. Overall, the Chinese government says the world community faces a momentous and urgent choice between a vision of common, comprehensive, cooperative and sustainable security or the Cold War style paradigm that merely caters to the hegemony of one and absolute security of a few. However, in order to make sure this new security paradigm is fair to the West, the US and British navies are reminding the world they still control the oceans. That is why a Royal Navy task group is heading to the Baltic for the largest Swedish military drills in more than 25 years, as the UK underscores its commitment to Northern European security as part of the British-led Joint Expeditionary Force, which is designed to react to events in Europe's many crucial waterways and choke points. The British are just positioning themselves for negotiations on a NATO replacement by reminding the Russians they can still close the Baltic. They are also doing this with the Straits of Malacca. This is all part of the deal-making between the sea-controlling Anglos and the Eurasian landmass-controlling Shanghai Co Cooperation Organization. They have already agreed that a multipolar world of friendly countries will replace the KM vision for a centrally controlled human-animal farm. The big question still remaining is will the collapse of the rules-based world order flush out hidden technology that will usher in a new age? 
For example, one technology that has definitely been suppressed is hydrogen power. As a small example, check out this SUV with a range of 800 kilometers powered by removable hydrogen cartridges. The release of virtually free hydrogen power will make it possible for us all to live like millionaires. However, the jury is still out on the anti-gravity and secret space program front. In a hint that we may be disappointed, we need to ask ourselves, why does NASA, a space agency, have one of the world's largest film set studios among its facilities? Maybe because, as their name indicates, they are not a space agency. They are just a film studio and all they do are movies, a CIA source comments. And then the article ends with the usual array of UFO videos. And he does refer to them as the Project Bluebeam UFOs. Interesting. And if you're not familiar with the Project Bluebeam, it's really about a CGI creation of images of UFOs in the sky. And it's suspected that this technology may be used to create what seems to be a, an alien invasion. So it would be a fake alien invasion. Um, others doubt that, that it's possible. But anyway, we'll see. Before I move on, just relating to this economic collapse, I received a text message from a friend of mine who is the creator of the Great Awakening Report website. And I encourage you to go and have a look at that website because it has a huge amount of information about the spiritual Great Awakening and, you know, the geopolitical situation. He wrote, I told you that global economic collapse was coming in spring 2023 and that it would likely begin between April 27th to May 7th. I even told you that we might see its earliest beginnings on the specific dates of April 27 to 28 and that it would likely escalate and snowball from there, only finally hitting bottom in early to mid-June. And I told you that if indeed we saw significant negative economic developments in the US between April 27th to May 7th, that you should view them as giving some credence to my larger prediction about global economic collapse. Well, today, April 28th, we indeed saw just such an event when First Republic Bank collapsed and went into receivership. First Republic Bank, the 14th largest bank in the US, just collapsed following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank and Credit Suisse Bank in March. A year ago, FRB, Federal Reserve Board, was selling for $211. Four days ago, it was $16.12. But in after-hours trading this evening, the price had fallen all the way to just $1.20. When Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank and Credit Suisse all collapsed in March, I warned you that that would not be the end of it and that more bank failures were still coming. I was right about that, and I was even right about the date of today's bank collapse. So it might sound like bad news, but remember, we need to get rid of this Kazarian Mafia-controlled banking system. And, you know, I've said in previous shows that that's the reason that they're going after Russia, because Russia refused to have a, the central bank inside Russia. So it's, you know, the deep state against Russia. It's not the war that is being reported in the deep state mainstream media as being a fight for democracy against, you know, Russia's invasion. It's a completely different story as, as most things are in the mainstream media. Speaking of which, it's been a very interesting week in the mainstream media not only did we have Tucker Carlson dropped from his um, highly popular ratings winning show every weekday evening, we also had Dan Bongino uh, leaving Fox News because supposedly he couldn't negotiate an acceptable continuation of his contract. And then the same day that it was announced that Tucker had been dropped. 
Don Lemon from CNN was fired. Now, I mentioned in the title, Get Woke, Go Broke, and this is one example of it. Blaze Media reports Fox News 8pm ratings plummet during the first few days without Tucker Carlson. This was published on the 27th. Fox News Channel's ratings for its 8pm time slot have fallen off a cliff without Tucker Carlson this week. Fox News Media claimed in a press release on Monday that the network and Carlson had agreed to part ways. But the Wall Street Journal cited unnamed people familiar with the issue to report that Carlson learned he was being let go around 10 minutes prior to when Fox announced the news. The Associated Press, citing the Nielsen Company, reported that Fox got 1.33 million viewers for the 8pm slot hosted by Brian Kilmeade on Wednesday. That marks a steep decline from the 3.05 million viewers Carlson had last Wednesday, Nielsen noted according to the AP. The ratings have fallen each day for the first three days of this week. Kilmeade scored just 1.7 million viewers on Tuesday and 2.59 million on Monday, the AP noted. Probably on Monday, a lot of people didn't know Tucker had gone. (laughs) The outlet said that Carlson drew 2.65 million viewers on Friday. The conservative media personality had apparently expected to return to work this week because as he wrapped up the show on Friday, he said we'll be back on Monday. But in the Monday press release, Fox News media declared that Carlson's last programme was Friday, April 21st. On the heels of that news, some people took to social media to announce that they had cancelled their subscription to the Fox Nation streaming service. The brief video that Carlson posted to Twitter on Wednesday evening at 8.01pm has amassed more than 20 million views so far, while the tweet that contains the video has more than 69 million views. This video has gotten over 15 million views in 14 hours. At Tucker Carlson's star is only going to shine brighter and stronger than ever. We love you, Tucker, Republican Representative Lauren Boebert of Colorado wrote in response to Carlson's tweet. If you haven't seen the video, I'll play it for you now. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, The undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. 
Now, when I first heard this news, my immediate thought was that Tucker had been unleashed as part of the plan so that he's free to speak out. But then later this week, uh, it seems that that is not necessarily what is going to happen, at least not immediately. Report, then this is from the Gateway Pundit, Fox News scheming to silence Tucker Carlson and sideline him through 2024 election. Now, I'm not sure they're going to succeed in this because, you know, he's already making videos about controversial issues, but I'm sure that Fox will do their best to silence him. It may be a while before you see Tucker Carlson unleashed on a TV near you. You also may never hear the full truth regarding his falling out with Fox News. Breitbart dropped a bombshell report on Thursday revealing that Fox News is scheming to keep Tucker off the air through the 2024 election. Breitbart also revealed this pertinent piece of information Tucker remains under contract with the network through 2024, despite losing his TV show. This confirms Megyn Kelly's comments yesterday that Tucker was never officially fired from Fox News. Tucker at the moment is attempting to negotiate an exit package with Fox News to officially let him go. The progress regarding these negotiations is not known at this time. But even if a separation agreement is reached, Tucker will be prevented from ever saying a cross word about the way Fox News has treated him. So much for standing up for what's right, the phrase Fox News uses when promoting its primetime lineup. Breitbart reported Fox News is trying to sideline former Tucker Carlson Tonight host Tucker Carlson through the 2024 election. Multiple sources familiar with the matter told Breitbart News. Carlson's current contract runs through December 2024. And as of now, three sources familiar with the matter told Breitbart News that executives at the network are trying to keep Carlson on contract and not release him until after the 2024 election. The shocking decision to cancel Carlson's top-rated weeknight programme came just days after the network shut down its top-rated weekend programme with host Dan Bongino. What follows here is an insider account from people actually in the know after Breitbart News spent the past several days interviewing key players in the personnel matters at Fox News, asking what really happened. Nobody would speak on the record for a number of reasons. First off, Fox News and the broader Murdoch empire are known for their ruthlessness against anyone who speaks the truth about what is actually happening there. Network spokeswoman Irina Briganti is believed to use outlets also owned by the Murdochs like the New York Post and Wall Street Journal to plant pieces that reflect poorly on foes of News Corporation. Secondly, both Carlson and Bongino are technically still under contract by the network. Bongino's contract runs through the end of April and Carlson's through the 2024 general election. Both are, sources say, trying to negotiate exit packages. And even after they formally have those agreements in place, there will be non-disparagement clauses that prevent them from ever speaking the truth about this. As of right now, the plan remains the same. Pay out Carlson's contract and keep him on the sidelines through the 2024 elections. One source close to Fox News senior executives told Breitbart News. They knew they would take a beating for this, but everyone, and I mean everyone, is pretty rattled. They weren't expecting the blowback to be this bad. Hate to say it, but it's clear that Rupert has lost a step or two. Multiple other sources told Breitbart News this detail about Carlson's contract. He's still not fired, you know that right? Another Fox News source said about Carlson, his contract is still ongoing. A third source close to Carlson also said it, noting that the Murdochs may end up trying to hold Carlson in his contract through the next presidential election to effectively silence him and keep him from becoming serious competition to them whatever he ends up doing. 
Let's hope Chucker refuses to play ball and goes to war with Fox News if they follow through on this plan. The media landscape cannot afford to lose Tucker's indispensable voice. I think Fox News is going to regret doing this. Um, There's another report from Gateway Pundit saying that Fox News stock cratered following Tucker's departure. It was down 4.8%. And of course, it's not just the ratings that have suffered, it's the income from the Fox Nation subscriptions. There have been multiple people announcing on Twitter that they've cancelled their subscription. So, as I said earlier, get woke, go broke. Now, there's a lot of speculation as to why exactly Tucker was dropped. Some say it was possibly due to his speech at the Heritage organization uh, on Saturday I believe that was and if you haven't watched that you really ought to it's an excellent speech and very heartfelt in my view others say it's to do with his attacks on Big Pharma in his monologues and other issues relating to COVID-19 and January 6th of course the other theory is that it's linked to Fox News's nearly a mil- billion dollar settlement with Dominion voting machines. Interestingly, both Fox News and Dominion are partly owned by BlackRock. So it's almost like, you know, it's a lawsuit within the company. And people think that Fox News um, gave in, caved, because they didn't want the discovery to come out about the role of the Dominion voting machines in the stealing of the 2020 election. But then Zero Hedge reports ex-US Army PSYOPs expert Fox News fired Carlson to maintain, quote, semi-lobotomized, quasi-retarded population, end quote. A former U.S. Army psychological warfare officer says that Tucker Carlson was fired by Fox News because of the regime's agenda to maintain an uninformed, semi-lobotomized, quasi-retarded population. The remarks were made by U.S. counter-terror expert Scott Bennett. Carlson and Fox News parted ways on Monday, with speculation still raging as to the specific reason why the network canned its highest rated and most popular host. According to Bennett, Carlson posed too much of a threat to institutional power because he turned Americans into proper researchers and thinkers. Carlson offered an intellectualism, truthfulness and an analytical depth that no other news personality has ever done in the history of the United States as far back as I can remember, said Bennett. Tucker needed to be silenced because he represented too big a threat to the powers and principalities, institutions and agendas that seek an unenlightened, uninformed, semi-lobotomized, quasi-retarded population that do not question, do not research, do not analyze, but simply digest and follow instructions, according to Bennett. Tucker Carlson also exposed the fraud and money laundering racketeering crimes of FTX and the Democrat Party in Ukraine involving the United States government. He exposed the U.S. biochemical labs in Ukraine and their connection to the Democrat Party. President Barack Obama, Vice President Biden, Hillary Clinton, George Soros, Bill Gates and other U.S. government agencies and pharmaceutical companies, Bennett told Sputnik. The ex-host's anti-regime rhetoric could no longer be tolerated by the corrupt American media and political establishment, said Bennett, adding that his exit signals the death of American media. The former U.S. Army PSYOPs officer suggested that Senator Chuck Schumer had threatened to utilize the CIA and the FBI to deploy secret government operations against Tucker to get him off air unless he was fired. Schumer previously called for Carlson to be taken off air after he broadcast footage showing the January 6 riot leaders were actually allowed into the Capitol and chaperoned around by authorities. 
As we highlighted earlier, one of the reasons behind Tucker's dismissal is a lawsuit fired by former show producer Abby Grossberg, who claims she was bullied and subjected to sexist and anti-Semitic harassment. However, Grossberg's own lawyer revealed that she has never even met Carlson. So that one's going to fall apart. So it's interesting because, you know, I said at the beginning, I wondered if this was part of the plan to unleash Tucker. You know, I think that well could well be the truth. Um, you know, they can't silence him as it's against the First Amendment. But also, you know, what occurred to me was what this uh, PSYOPs officer was saying that it could be part of the plan to just take down the whole of the mainstream media because they're certainly failing big time. And, you know, the alternatives to Fox like CNN, MSNBC, you know, they've got pathetic ratings. And I think Fox is going down the drain a bit like the get woke, go broke results of Dylan Mulvaney being part of the Bud Light brand ambassadors. And interestingly, you know, just to add to that particular topic, Maybelline has now <laughs> taken on Dylan Mulvaney to model its makeup. And of course, the response to that has been absolutely brutal. And as I shared it on Facebook, I said, oh, here's another one to add to the list to be boycotted. So <laughs> another one bites the dust. And apparently Anheuser-Busch is planning a major spend on advertising to try and counteract the effects of their catastrophic decision to have Dylan Mulvaney as their brand ambassador, which is meant that sales have dropped. The latest figure I heard was 21%. So I don't think people that have boycotted Bud Light will ever go back. And then the other big piece of news this week is, of course, Joe Biden's announcement that he is going to run for re-election in 2024. And this is an article from Gateway Pundit, just in. Joe Biden launches 2024 re-election campaign with online video. Americans respond by brutally roasting him on social media. Joe Biden officially announced his 2024 re-election campaign for president in a video posted to Twitter this morning, and that was the 25th. The man is completely shot mentally and almost certainly has dementia. He will be 86 years old at the end of his second term if he is re-elected, assuming he lives that long. 70% of Americans, including a majority of Democrats, did not ask for this, yet Slow Joe is ploughing ahead anyway. Biden claims in the video there is still a battle for the soul of America. As expected, the video references the January 6th protests on the Capitol, which the corporate media has lied about and has been used to scapegoat Trump supporters. Biden goes on to smear MAGA Republicans with a list of lies. Around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting social security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy dictating what healthcare decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love. And there's a screenshot of the tweet from Joe Biden. And this is his personal Twitter account, not his official presidential Twitter account. And it says every generation has a moment where they have had to stand up for democracy, to stand up for their fundamental freedoms. I believe this is ours. That's why I'm running for re-election as President of the United States. Join us. Let's finish the job. I'm not going to um, play the video for you. Um, that would put you through too much torture. <laughs> Biden, in four years, has been arguably the worst president in American history. He crashed the American economy with crippling inflation thanks to his reckless spending policies. Biden got 13 brave American service members killed in Afghanistan during the disastrous pullout, in part because he ordered the pullout in the middle of fighting season. 
He has left the southern border wide open due to pressure from radical left special interest groups. Now criminal illegal aliens and fentanyl are pouring into our country, killing thousands of Americans. Biden's regime has locked up peaceful January 6th patriots and bullied parents for calmly protesting radical pro-trans and critical race theory policies in public schools. Meanwhile, Antifa and BLM terrorists are running wild in America's cities. Not to mention he can't go one speech without slurring his words and keeps falling down the Air Force One stairs. Social media brutally responded to his announcement. Uh, one tweet says April Fool's Day was 24 days ago. Another, this is awesome, the brain damaged voting for the brain damaged. I saw this episode on South Park in 2003. Another says, hope you remember this tomorrow. And the last one, wait, are we supposed to believe that you are actually awake right now? So not much support there for uh, his announcement. Now, the interesting thing is that since RFK Jr., Robert uh, Kennedy Jr., announced he is in the running for the DNC presidential nomination for 2024, Red State News announces the DNC is trying to cut off debates and rig things again. The numbers show why. And this was published today. Joe Biden has finally gotten around to announcing that he was running in 2024. But the announcement had to be one of the worst announcements ever in terms of enthusiasm. It was slipped through with just a video announcement in the early morning hours on Tuesday with no big event, no supporters rallying about how wonderful it would be. It was basically, I'm here, vote for me. It had to be one of the laziest efforts I've ever seen. That's fully in keeping with Joe Biden's early lid, part-time, continuously on vacation job approach. It's a struggle for his staff to try to fit in things that he's supposed to be doing if he's only coherent in the middle of the day. It's a threat to national security, as I've said in the past, when he isn't able to address things and doesn't truly get what's going on. They act like Americans can't see what a mess Biden truly is. And if they make the announcement, then hide him in the basement, they might be able to slip him through in 2024. However, there are big warning signs this week that they may be counting their chickens before they are hatched and the alarms are from inside their house. We reported after Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s initial announcement last week, he was at 14%. Now this week, that support has grown. According to Fox, he's now at 19%. If you haven't heard about this poll already this week, it's because the liberal media have been doing their best to ignore it. What's more, Marianne Williamson has also risen from 5% to 9%. That's a combined 28% of folks picking someone else other than Joe Schmo in just over a week. That's a very bad sign for Biden and a sign that even Democrats are fleeing him as a possible choice. No wonder the DNC is once again pulling a fast one and trying to shut down the other candidates by not having debates. They're going to try to sneak Joe through just the way they tried to rig things for Hillary Clinton in 2016 against Senator Bernie Sanders. The problem for the Democrats is that as much as they try to hide Joe, get him the questions and rig things to help him, there's only so much that they can do. People are still going to see that he has a big problem. It's also an indication of some on the left rejecting the establishment candidate and going for the folks they believe will still question whether you agree with what they are saying or not. The thing that makes Kennedy an interesting candidate is that he's willing to fight the narrative. So the powers that be are doing all they can to trot out the talking points against him, just as they did with President Donald Trump. The problem is also going to show big time in the New Hampshire vote. Normally, that will be the first primary. But because Biden has done badly there in the past, the DNC changed the order of the primaries to rig it for Biden. But the state is still likely to hold the primary when it wants to anyway. So that's likely to help Kennedy. 
Williamson blasted the decision to not have any debates as we reported, and it's a tweet from Marianne Williamson, the DNC plans no primary debates, as though there simply are no other candidates, no other ideas we should discuss about ways to win in 2024, or other ideas we should discuss about ways to repair the country. Too many people are too smart to accept this. Kennedy also took them to task for trying to rig things. The DNC at this point has taken the official position that there will be no debate, and I think that's unfortunate. I think what the DNC did to New Hampshire is also unfortunate, Kennedy Jr. told the host, Breitbart News senior editor-at-large Joel Pollack, about the DNC changing the primary system to have the states Biden did better in first. President Biden didn't do well there in New Hampshire. He came in fifth, so they took New Hampshire and they kicked it out of first place. And now they're going to say, they're saying that they're going to completely remove the delegates from New Hampshire and that we should be at this point in history, he explained. When you have so many Americans who are concerned about election integrity, we should be doing everything we can in our party, that's the Democrat Party, to show that, you know, this is not rigged, rigged system, that it is actually democracy. People can run and that they can get to debate and that the public is going to be able to see them. And there, the DNC doing kind of the opposite, Kennedy Jr. continued. If all you had was Williamson, the DNC might be able to get away with it. But Kennedy and possibly other people getting into the race to not have any debates, even as Biden continues to deteriorate right in front of our eyes, is going to confirm again just how power crazed the Democrats are. They don't care about what's in the country's best interests and they don't care about what a substantial portion of their Democratic base thinks. They just want their guy or any warm body they can control there in the seat. That's going to infuriate a substantial number of folks on the left. While they might or might not vote for a Republican candidate, that may just prompt a critical number to say no to Joe. The media will doubtless try to help and slip him through. As my colleague Andrew Malcolm wrote, the mainstream media has forsaken its constitutionally protected watchdog duties because the guy is old. Hey, he's always lied, and to call him out threatens their preferred narrative and progressive political agenda. They look at the naked emperor and admire his fashion sense, but it doesn't change the fact that he has no clothes. And then the deep state media, to add insult to injury, um, ABC refuses to air RFK Jr. comments about COVID-19 vaccines. And this is the Epoch Times. ABC News cut off a presidential candidate when he started talking about COVID-19 vaccines, raising concerns about censorship. After airing clips of the interview, reporter Lindsay Davis spoke to viewers. We should note that during our conversation, Kennedy made false claims about the COVID-19 vaccine, she said. We've used our editorial judgment in not including extended portions of that exchange in our interview, Davis said. Kennedy said that what happened violated the US law that bars some media outlets from censoring candidates for public office. ABC showed its contempt for the law, democracy and its audience by cutting most of the content of my interview with host Lindsay Davis, leaving only cherry-picked snippets and a defamatory disclaimer. So he's not taking that lying down. And, you know, many people are saying perhaps this is part of the white hat plan. You know, I mentioned something about this last week when he first announced that he's potentially there to start red pilling the Democrat Party followers or members because they're much more likely to listen to a fellow Democrat than they are to listen to people who are Trump supporters or, you know, Republican Party supporters. So it would be very interesting to see how this plays out. And, you know, on a final note, I do think if we look at the big picture that we're seeing a lot of things coming together. 
So that's all I have time for this week. I hope you join me for another Cosmic Creating show next week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And I'd like to thank Nancy Hopkins for producing and Derek Condit of mysticalwares.com for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. So until next time, stay well, be safe and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com.